A Memorial Day weekend boat crash leaves five people dead. Hundreds of birds on one Toombs County farm are euthanized for a case of avian influenza. And Georgia Southern Baseball prepares for a historic weekend in Statesboro. I've got those stories and more in this episode of WTOC's Weekly Wrap, a recap of the week's biggest stories from around the coastal empire and low country. I'm digital anchor Jake Wallace. Five people are dead, including four from one family, when two boats crashed on the Wilmington River in Savannah on the morning of Saturday, May 28th. WTOC has learned the five people killed included four members of the Leffler family, husband and wife Chris and Lori and their two sons, Nathan and Zachary. The Leffler's daughter and her friend were also on the boat but survived. Another man killed, Robert Stephen Chauncey, was on the second boat. Another man on that boat was also injured. 45-year-old Mark Christopher Stiegel was arrested after the incident and charged with boating under the influence. Stiegel bonded out of the Chatham County Jail on Saturday, May 28th, according to the Chatham County Sheriff's Office. The Georgia Department of Natural Resources is investigating the incident and have not released any official information about the cause of the crash. DNR officials say that investigation could take several weeks. Here's what DNR Region Supervisor Captain Chris Hodge told WTOC about that investigation on Monday, May 30th. They're looking through the boats. They're trying to gather evidence and and document the damage to the boats. And by documenting that damage, they'll be able to draw a picture of what happened and how the boats collided. Then they put those pieces together about, okay, where was everyone sitting in the boat? How did they react to the collision? Or they ejected, did it remain in the boat? Or what happened after the collision? WTOC is learning more about the victims in this crash. Chris Leffler was a history teacher at Calvary Day School, and his son Nathan was a rising senior at the school. Hundreds of worshipers gathered at Calvary Baptist Temple on Sunday, May 29th, to remember the Leffler family. Here's Calvary Day's head of school, Dr. Hunter Chadwick, on Chris and Nathan Leffler. He approached everything as loving the kids first. Uh, and then everything afterwards and and as educators we know is once kids know you love them they'll do just about anything for you and and that's the kind of teacher he was kind of coach he was uh, the kind of friend he was and Nate was was a kid every kid who I've asked has said I wish people would just remember what a great person he was Uh, and I think that's a testament to how Lori and and Chris raised their children. Robert Stephen Chauncey was a decorated retired U.S. Army veteran Family members tell WTOC Chauncey served multiple tours of duty in Afghanistan before retiring from the Army after 16 years of service. He is survived by a three-year-old daughter. WTOC will continue to follow this story and bring you updates as we get them. Friday morning, my wife called me at work and told me that two of my ducks was dead. Well, by the end of the day, she called me back and said that seven more had died. I had 44 in it. Uh, By the time I got home, there was probably another seven or eight died. That's Toombs County farmer Tony Poole. Hundreds of the birds on his farm just outside Lyons had to be euthanized due to a confirmed case of avian influenza. The Georgia Department of Agriculture and U.S. Department of Agriculture's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service confirmed the case of highly pathogenic avian influenza on Thursday, June 2nd, from samples taken on May 29th. The Agriculture Department says there is no risk of avian influenza in the food supply as none of the affected animals entered the food chain. They also say the risk of human infection is very low. For Poole, it's a frustrating situation, but he says he understands why more than 400 of his birds had to be put down. Poole's property is surrounded by chicken farms, including a large poultry operation just about two miles away. 
I've worked in nuclear industry all my life. And I know, you know, you got to keep contamination away from other things. And I got a former friend right up the road here, maybe three miles, that's got like four chicken houses. I got other friends that's got chicken houses, and I understand their stuff is more valuable than mine. Georgia Agriculture Commissioner Gary Black tells WTOC he commends Poole for reporting the potential issue at the first sign of trouble. Tuesday, May 31st, was the first day of early voting for the South Carolina primary elections. It's a big change for the Palmetto State. WTOC's Tyler Mannion explains why and how it went in the low country. Election officials here tell me that it's been going pretty well so far. We know, and as we've been reporting for a few weeks, in-person absentee voting is what used to be in place here in Beaufort County. But before that kicked in just two weeks ago, it was taken out and this early voting was put into place. Essentially, the main differences, as we've been reporting, are that you no longer need an excuse to cast a ballot early in Beaufort County. And that's an opportunity that a lot of people have been consistently taking here at the Hilton Head office all day. First thing this morning, there was quite a few folks. Um, they were eager and, and ready to get the early, to experience what the early voting process was gonna be. From that early morning crowd on, she says things here have gone smoothly for the most part. Of course, you're gonna have challenges with anything that you know changes. A lot of times people are hesitant for change, um, but of course, you know our office has done everything that we can. I'm here at the Hilton Head polling location, which is just one of four for the South Carolina primary voting options in Beaufort County. And those are all going to be open from 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday up until June 10th, with, of course, Election Day for the South Carolina primary coming up June 14th. WTOC will be your source for everything on primary day in South Carolina on June 14th. Get ready to go to the polls with voting information from WTOC.com's Election Center. You can find the link in the description of this podcast episode. The Georgia Southern baseball team is set for a historic weekend in Statesboro. The Eagles are one of 16 regional hosts for the NCAA tournament. It's the first time the Georgia Southern program has earned that honor. The Eagles will welcome Notre Dame, Texas Tech, and UNC Greensboro to Statesboro for the weekend, with potentially seven games happening at J.I. Clements Stadium. The university found out they were hosting the regional tournament on Sunday, May 29th, since then, it's been all systems go trying to get ready. Even as late as Thursday, June 2nd, final tweaks were being put on the ballpark, from signage to field maintenance, anything that could be done for the stadium to be in tip-top shape. Athletic Director Jared Benko and longtime head baseball coach Rodney Hennon say hosting a regional has been a goal for this baseball program for a long time, and they plan to make sure their exposure on the national scene is a good one. Here's Hennon, followed by Benko. You know, that was a vision for this program. You know, we looked at the specs back in those days, you know, Dr. Gruby and, and Sam Baker, um, you know, and went off those specs to one day, you know, be in position to host a regional. So it's uh, it's pretty cool to see to see that come to fruition. Just the economic impact, the, the recruiting opportunities from an admissions standpoint, uh, you can't put a premium on this. And really for us, it's, it's that healthy chip on our shoulder that one, to try to, to show them, one, not only do we, have we earned that spot and we, we belong, but two, that we can do it better than anybody else in the country. Tickets for this weekend sold out one day after they went on sale, and standing room only tickets were nearly sold out as of 5 p.m. on Thursday. The action gets started at 2 o'clock on Friday, June 3rd, with Texas Tech squaring off with Notre Dame. Georgia Southern will then host UNCG at 7 o'clock. 
WTOC will be in Statesboro all weekend. Stay tuned to The News and WTOC.com for the latest updates. You can get the latest news, weather, and sports every night on The News and all the time at WTOC.com and on the WTOC app. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend.